Our story features layers of betrayers, death of creators, multiverse invaders, legends of twilight, and astral crusaders. As our world burns, it brings the death of fates ruled by a golden god. He's the king of drakes. Our hopeless heroes fail with the highest stakes, but time's not constant and the past awaits. Roll the dice if you must as you stare at your slayers. After all, legends are made by defying soothsayers. Last time on Oppressed by Sun, our heroes narrowly avoided a showdown with Mama Kraken as she chased them into the Pool of Secrets. Now into the pool, they are protected by a dome-shaped magical barrier, and our heroes are safe from the epic storm that rages all around the miles-wide barrier. Now they head to the shining city on the hill, Vesuvius, capital of the barony of Vesuvius, which has peacefully ruled the surrounding lands for more than a thousand years. But now, the city is besieged by Mama Kraken and the mysterious fire stalkers that rampage the surrounding countryside. Our heroes hope to free the imprisoned general of the Knights of Vesuvius and strike back against the besiegers. Season 2, Episode 12, Storm in the City you guys pull away and you approach the city. There's there's but one path and the water takes you there. The water pulls you up this uh, little embankment that's on the side of the lake and up into the city. As you arrive there, you see two Dwargar. They are holding battle axes. One of them steps forward and says, identify. Uh, Mivy approaches the, the guard in the hands of the parchment. The During the trip on the boat, I... I was trying to recall recall uh, the runes that I had seen in that the old fortress that we encountered in the Twilight Realm, and used what I could remember to forge a letter stating that I was an envoy to the High King, and that I was there to speak with the commander. Half not saw this happening. There would have been a little inspiration, and not in the form of verbal, just in the form of a little light caress on the back of a neck of the neck, and a little tickle, a little gut tickle. Uh, that would have been over 20 at this point. He looks it over, looks at you, he says, A representative of King Thromus. We haven't had an agent of Thromus in a long time. Sir, please! And you travel with a chosen? My goodness, ah, this, this is mere formality. And he, mirrors, he waves the gate open for you. Nice. We're here to speak with the commander. Currently, our general is uh, incapacitated, but we can allow you to meet with... Who is the highest ranking official that we can speak with? Major General Insu will meet with you, sir. Say that again. Major General Insu, acting commander of the Knights. Uh, yes, I will take you there personally, uh, envoy. All right, and I, I understand that the general is scheduled to be executed today. Uh, yes, uh, actually tomorrow at dawn, sir. It is part of my orders from King Thromus that we were to speak with them, so belay those orders. Uh, um, I, I, I must uh, urge you to talk to uh, Major General Insa, sir. I have no authority to delay orders. All right, take us to him. Okay, so he leads you down. When you enter the city, as you pass through this gate, you see a tiered city. There seems to be three levels of the city. The largest sort of base level is uh, poorer. There are smaller squatter, two-story uh, stone buildings and sort of normal clad gentlemen and, and ladies. On the second tier, uh, on the tier up, you see that much nicer, taller buildings with spires. On the third tier up, you see looming forests, orchards, 
a golden tower that some of you recognize very quickly as a tower to the sun god amongst other towers of similar size. Yes, we'll have to blow this place um, up. <laughs> sure, let the cracking in. You see the Church of Tamoons up on the third level, uh, the most prominent position. And on the fourth level, the top level is the castle uh, on top of the city. As he leads you in, he leads you straight towards the wall of the second level, but not up the stairs that seem to lead you to the gate to the second level. Instead, he leads you straight towards the wall and opens a door that leads into the underground. He says, this way, please. Where are you taking us? We're taking you to see Major General. Is this the barracks? Oh, yes, the, the the knights we prefer the underground, sir. He leads you. Alright, lead the way. Okay. As he approaches, he sort of salutes a couple of knights who salute him back. You guys pass through into a wide corridor. It seems to be very clean, very neat, but also very spartan, um, undecorated. He leads you up a couple of stairs uh, in, into uh, an office, and he says, uh, "If you wouldn't mind, just sit over here." And he points you towards some couches along the wall. Right, everyone you've seen down here, just to mention, is a Dwargar in armor. Beautiful, shining silver armor. Uh, you hear some marching sounds outside, and in stomps a, a, a silver armored Dwargar with a glittering battle axe on his back. And he marches in, and you can see all kinds of insignia and medals on his chest. He looks, at, he looks over at Nibby, he says, Sir, nods at you. You are from Promise? Yes, I give him a similar salute that I saw the guards do as we arrived. Gives you a nod and a salute. Um, may I ask your rank, sir? Uh, I'm a D Marshal. Mm -hmm. Very well. Uh, we have not had a representative from a long time, but you are very welcome to come at a great time. I'm afraid our general is both in danger and indispensable. So I must ask you that you help us. What is your allegiance? My allegiance is to our general, our leader, our 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 our, our guiding light. It's good to hear. Glad that you have the sway. So all of the dwarves stand behind me, sir. He leads in. In dwarven, he says, "Baron has lost its mind, sir." What's the general consensus of your men? Are they all on our side? As you know, our kind loyal to our kind. The Baron. The Baron is not our kind. We have a deal. It has broken it. Where can we find this Baron? I assume the castle. It is. It has not been seen in years. What influence does he have over the military here? He had the undying loyalty of General Oysa. And why is General Oysa on trial? Well, actually, why is he sentenced to die? The stated reason is treason. Apparently, the Baron believes that the General is serving some other master. It's not possible. The Baron is out of control. Hold fast and don't do anything with the military until you give, uh, until we have further instructions. And I give him a, a handshake and a salute. Sir, I think he speaks in Dwarven again. The prison, sir, is that direction. Down this hallway, my guards will nod you in the direction. We cannot go, of course. We are under strict orders. Does the Baron have any guards or anybody that would be watching? The Knights. The Baron does not question our loyalty. I'd like to use my helmet telepathy to detect uh, the General says thoughts. He is. He's thinking about something else entirely. This whole conversation, he seems to be thinking about, instead of um, what he's talking to you about, about his plans for evacuating the knights out of the city. As Mivy probes the mind of the acting general, he discovers that the general has already signed a contract with a new employer. They intend to abandon the city. Just stands, stands upright. A couple of more uh, knights enter the room. Screw it. Let's go get our dude out. Yeah, let's let's go down uh, let's go down the hallway. 
before we leave, Halfnot saunters up to the uh, the general and says in Dwarvish, where do we go once we get him out? We will all be leaving. The Baron has betrayed us all. Hmm. You understand that there is a otherworldly storm surrounding the protective barrier. You called the creature a kraken? Surely it's confined to the water. We'll not go to the water. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's not confined to the water. It's creating a lightning storm that surrounds the entire barrier. And they, they We will die. not stand for this treachery by the Baron. You'd rather run? We would rather die. Good. Why don't we die by taking the Baron down? <laughs> that is against our oath. Hmm. What does it take to break an oath? A command from your general? For those with honor, nothing. Ah, yes. Excellent. Let us go free the general. Indeed. Okay. So you guys head down the tunnel? We make haste. A bunch of times you get to what look to be open doors <laughs> and sort of guards who step and block one path but sort of allow another path and don't say anything. Uh, these uh, glittering knights keep keep heading down and eventually there's no more guards. And you head down alone uh, and eventually you get to a wall through which is a like a barred window that you can see. And one of the one of the knights inside says, "Who goes there?" We're on order from General Insa to speak with General Poison. Bolt pulls open the door, sort of slides open, and you see him sort of standing behind the door, just sort of watching. He goes outside and goes back the direction he came from. Walk in, and you see there's there's three or four cells, but only one of them has a person. It's a white-haired Dwargar, stark white hair with sort of tufts at the side, hugely burly and sort of uncomfortable without armor as he sits, a hulking mass of muscle in a corner. General Hoysa, we're here for you. Who sent you? You might know a gentleman. beyond has sent us to assist you. A gentleman who wants us to help you hammer out your troubles. He looks over at you, his eyes fall upon your axe. I I take my axe and I kind of glimmer it. Mm -hmm. We have a a shared interest to get you out of here. He looks over, he says, he's in the guardhouse. I go out to the guardhouse. I'm there's, a, there's a ring of keys that seem to have been placed like in an obvious position. I grab them and bring them back. As Kadim is bringing the keys to free the general, Father John pulls him aside to express his reservations. All this seems a bit too easy. Another demon may or may not be able to help us at all. I don't believe freeing him right now is the smartest course of action. I think we should educate ourselves first. In Dwarven. The general says to you, Nibby, I've taken my allegiance to the Baron. I will not break my word. However, the Baron has broken its word with us. Why do you hold such honor for the Baron if you know that he is he's going to kill you? What power does he hold over you? Do you know nothing of the honor of our kind, sir? Question my honor. Eyeballs you. You give my eyeball back. I have not just goes over to the cabinet and picks the lock. Fuck that shit. Why are all these guards referring to the Baron as it? That's another good question. Yeah, I have not. You open it and you see a single mace. It has a stark black handle and the ball of the mace, this spiked ball on a chain, is made of this blue material that you recognize instantly. A a quick arcana check. It's most definitely the same astral material that makes up a certain axe of bloodletting. I do not touch it. I just walk away from the cabinet. <laughs> like, not sure about touching that, <laughs> but there it is. If you want it, General. I say I interrupt their conversation. I'm like, General, um, we have a mutual friend, someone called the Hammer, and 
he seems to be under the impression that you would be willing to assume power in this city. I cannot raise a hand against the Baron. If we were to take care of the Baron, or if you didn't answer to the Baron, would you take command of the city? If the Baron were gone, I would be naturally fit to ascend to the highest rank. Tell me, why do you refer to the Baron as it? Well, Master Indigenous, I do think your language skills are impressive. If you do, if, if I must answer, I will say the Baron is not what it. What does it appear to be? And it how? appears to be a celestial, and maybe it once was. It is not now. Well, Half Knot goes over and starts picking his his locks. Uh, I I got the feeling that he's going to command the troops to evacuate. Which, for me, that tells me that you guys are fleeing. Given the Baron's breaking of our pact, we will find a new pact. Who are you going to make a pact with? The Major General is in charge of that. So, here's what we're talking. We're talking, and this is all in Dwarvish. We're talking entrance to the Baron Palace. We're talking vulnerabilities of the Baron. No, sir. Uh, my, my, my small friend, if, 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 if I may. Tomorrow morning, there is a scheduled execution. The Baron has promised a speech. It will come out of its castle for this speech and give it to the whole city. Um, as soon as he said it was no longer a celestial, I start communing again, looking for uh, fiends, celestials, and... Fiend vibe from two of your companions in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're cool fiends. <laughs> you don't get any other such vibes. I run over and grab the mace. I'm not afraid to touch it. Yep, it's, uh, it's obviously an astral mace. And, and I hand it to General Hoisin, saying, sort of brother... I think you're going to need this. He takes it from your hand in a hearty way. He says, uh, Again, in Dwarven, I, I, I tell General Hoisin, I say, We agree to to handle the Baron and get him out of the picture. You can become new Baron and you appoint me the new General. Knowing that Mibby is on his side in more ways than one, the General agrees to promote Mibby. He writes an order to his troops to be executed immediately. The order states that Mivy is to be promoted to Major General, and that Mivy will assume tactical command until General Hui Se is no longer incapacitated. So something, something I discussed with a Siwi when we at some point when we we're on the boat. Um, I remember hearing something about the ring, oh. that green ring that I had picked up from the chamber. Um, how. If someone under the influence of the of the fiend would have some kind of special power, so I decided I was going to give the ring to Siwi to see what effect it had. Um, I checked for um, celestials and fiends, but um, the third thing uh, I want to check is 16. influence from other dimensional planes. Yeah, so up at the castle is an influence from the plane of chaos. Plane of chaos. Ooh. Interesting. I give it to Siwi. And she. And I put it on. And I had given him my javelin of lightning. General Hoysa, mm -hmm. is it safe to assume that, you know, if you happen to have to wait around because there will be a power va a power vacuum uh, ensues. There will be no vacuum. Of course not. Oh, we'll need it. Yes. Um, I assume you might be able to help us out in a discreet manner going forward with our affairs in the city. He nods at Debbie and says, Towards honor, towards. Okay. Wouldn't we have? Wouldn't we earn the affinity of the city more if we outed the Baron as this 
chaos entity or whatever in front of the people rather than just killing him in the sleep. That's and point. the entire city is like, okay, someone assassinated him, and then they don't trust anybody. So maybe dispel magic on him and try to get rid of whatever illusion he's... Yeah, show him for what he is in front of the people. I told my friend at the church that I would go visit him, so I'm going to start making my way over to the temple, yeah. May I go? Yes, you may come, half God, of course. I will go. I would like to meet this guard. Hold my hand. (laughs) This grand staircase that goes all the way up the city, all four layers of the city. As you head up, you're already uh, on the first layer. As you head up to the second layer, nobody stops you. There's no guards. There's no there's there's gate. It could be closed, but it's not closed. As you head up to the third layer, where the fancy orchards and the temples are, there are guards, and there is a closed gate. And they're knights. As you, as you approach the gates, one of the guards steps towards the cleric and sa- or t- steps towards Father John and says, uh, "Master Cleric, may I meet you for uh, someone you're going to meet?" Yes, uh, the Cardinal Leonidas. Leonidas is expecting me. Um, I see you have some sort of. No, of course. He doesn't even look at it. He just sort of waves in the hand, and the uh, door opens, and he waves you guys through. Um, so you have to pass through an orchard off to the right. Tall, elegant orchard. Sequoia trees. Most of them don't bear fruit. You approach this green temple that uh, that raises about 65 feet, and it's uh, it's it's said to be spontaneously created by the by the earth itself. This temple uh, created here in honor of the creator. The high level priests and stuff who, who live here just basically wor- uh, worship and meditate 24-7. As you approach, Leonidas greets you. He comes out of the temple to shake your hand. Um, and you guys all see a, 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 an indigenous, an elf, uh, with, uh, with flowing beautiful green robes and the insignia of, t- of the Church of Timothy. It's really wonderful to have you. It's been too long, old friend. And he like, gives you a hug. I give him a big old plate mail hug. Yeah, clink, 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 Sure, it's not very comfortable. It's not, but, you know, he he uses all his strength in it. Please, you must educate me on the goings-ons of of your troubles here. It seems like they are far more heinous than I had anticipated. Yes, it seems to get worse every day, doesn't it? He looks around, he says, This storm came out of nowhere, but I'm told it's a creature outside. Hopefully we'll not be able to get in. I'm very concerned about the bear. That's what I was hoping you could enlighten me about. I'm back. I was visited by, by General Hoysa, who told me that the Baron was changing, was different, and asked me to investigate. I did so. I find that the Baron is definitely not itself. Hmm. It is something that's, something has changed. Something bad. Do you know what has changed about it? I can't put my finger on it. I was able to meet with it just briefly. My new friends here have also voiced great concern with this Temple of the Light, the Temple of the Sun. And I know that they have a temple here as well. Oh, well, that, they are our strong allies. I, I, I yeah. too was confused at first, but the more the story unravels, the more I think maybe they might be connected to this chaos realm, influencing the Baron. Priest, Priest Sweet Ray, the Lord Sweet Ray, Church of Terrathiel is a good friend of mine. Introduce you. Please. You know, what think you of the general? The general? I think he's influenced by the demons. I have the same sense. So this is why the Baron's behavior is so perplexing. It seems both in the in, in the interests of our city and so oddly time. If the general and the Baron were not to assume power, who would assume power then? I suspect that Liberius Fairwind would be so much. Liberius Fairwind? Yes, uh, an indigenous diviner uh, has a has a tower nearby. Perhaps she would talk. Let's go see if we can't talk to her. Well, she, you uh, if you intend to talk to her, I'm sure she will. Don't be surprised. Yeah, 
Let's go over there, man. Let's go with her. Cardinal. Yeah. Thank you very much. You see flashes of lightning out in the distance. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, so you, there's an eerie sort of flashing light uh, from chain lightning blasts that are all around the city. You see, uh, it's silhouetted there, a, a sort of spiraling tower, a sort of off-kilter spiraling strange tower. That he's... But, uh, yeah, you head there and uh, the door opens for you. And as you step in, you find yourself in a palatial room. And as you look out over the windows, you see that you are you are high above the Temple District. Uh, you can see, in fact, over the wall of the Temple District into the, the castle, uh, to the castle. And you can also see, of course, all of the rest of the city. Some of it's lit up in uh, various places with, uh, with torches and such, lanterns. The castle is, a, is pretty much walled off and barred up. It's sort of appearing out of a puff of, uh, a puff of smoke is a, is a tall, graceful fellow, um, a, a wood elf. Indigenous. Hello. I've been expecting. We would assume nothing less, Master Lytherius. Um, I assume you know why we're here? Well, there are uh, a few guesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you can imagine the first might be our concern with Baron. I have similar concerns with Baron's recent behavior. Have you sensed any of the corruption up there, up in that tower? In the realm of chaos? I sense only that this will end badly. Very badly. Let's say hypothetically, if someone were corrupted by a creature from another plane, would there be some way of reversing that corruption that you know of? He sort of takes a deep breath, kind of materializing his hands a small ball, and sort of puts it to his to the bridge of his nose, and sort of twirls it around as a little uh, light sort of appears in this sort of very dimly lit room. Um, he pulls it away. He says, "All endings I can see." Well, we can still go investigate the Temple of Light. What do you know of the Temple of Light? Looks over you very quietly and says to you, Priest Sweetray is a good man. Mm-hmm. But I worry for the future of the, of the Church of Light. What do you see? Their power has grown immensely recently. Mm-hmm. Immensely. In the a north. thousandfold. What do you know about the Civil War in the North between the Immortals? I know that it ends with a more powerful Church of Light. He says, perhaps you, you fine folks know more of this outcome than I. Yeah, yeah. To ask if the Diviner knows anything of my people. My boy, your people control a vast swath of the world, one of the most powerful kingdoms in our world. It is an honor to meet one of the halflings. See, you motherfuckers need to pay more attention. Might they have the resources available to stop this? They are far from here. I had a vision, and they faced their own. What what direction, might I ask? Is it that way? That way? That way or that way? You may cross the desert to the west, or you, or you may cross the ocean to the east. Uh, you're telling me it's equal way around? Yes. Some bitch. Although the ocean perhaps will get you more directly there, or a little bit. One last thing, I'd like to pull out Delmish's scimitar and ask the wizard thing if this is anything that would be useful to him. I can't even hold it. So you whip out this massive, unwieldy, flaming scimitar. Sort of looks it over, he smiles at you, he says, Yes, I sensed that you were people of great power and destiny. Um, I'm afraid your your friend may come back to that. Do you know if Alnuath is allied with those who worship the sun or those who worship the moon? Alnuath and the Church of Light are at war. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. But the civil war that's going in the north, is that between those who fall the... It's between Aldua and the rest of the immortals. Oh. Do you have any inkling as to how their power had has grown so much in a short time? No, I'm afraid I do not. You think Alnawath was just kind of holding them in check, perhaps? Preventing them from being this way? It's possible. Okay. It's also possible that they have some disagreement over their future courses. Thanks. See, we roll a perception check. His eyes have settled on his thighs. He looks away, says nothing. What's your obsession with my bird? Fool's insight. It, it says, don't look at the bird. Don't look at the bird. <laughs> <laughs> what is your obsession with my bird? Answer oh. me! He seems he seems demur all of a sudden. I will use my detect thoughts. Uh, you hear in his mind, you hear, what is happening? Why is Luthias here? Why is Luthias here? I message to a seaweed. Ask Matthias who this is. He knows who Matthias is. Okay, so I ritual cast to speak with animals, and I talk to Luthias. I'm like, Luthias, what's going on? Why why won't he look at you? Oh, my lady, I, I've never met this gentleman. He knows your name. Uh, don't well, lie. You, you told him my name, right? Something? No. No. Well, Luthias. He's a diviner. I mean, Be straight with me. Obviously, diviners know, know our names. Be straight with me. Alright, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pull out one of my daggers and then just kind of go towards the divine and be like, What is your obsession with my bird? Roll an intimidation check. He says, My lady. Uh, I appreciate your sensitivity. Over, I, I must ask you all to leave. Tell me your obsession with my bird. You find yourself outside the tower. Door closed. And then I said, Luthias, we're not, this, we're not done with this. Luthias says no. Well, thank you for your time, Master Diviner. <laughs> I had a wonderful time. We'll see you soon. Don't forget, you can still be lunch, so come clean with me. Yeah, drumstick. Uh, you can roll an intimidation check against the device. Natural 20! Well, the, well the, the truth is that I, I definitely have uh, met the gentleman before. Uh, however, I, I, it, you know, I, I've been around a long time, and I've met a bunch of wizards. What did he do to you, or what did you do to him? Well, we're not friends. <laughs> Is he trustworthy? Or should we go back and kill He's him? He's a spacey, unreliable weirdo. Should we go back and kill him? No, 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 no. No, you couldn't kill him. Uh, not this town. While they're doing that, I want to have activated my Cloak of Elven Kind and sneak back into the tower. 29. As you, you sort of turn around the corner there, you find another door on the building. Good, I go inside. Okay, you find yourself back there with the uh, wizard seated at a desk that was not there before. So what's the scoop with Matthias? Who is he an agent for? I've met a lot of interesting groups of people. Mm-hmm. But in your group, we have a, a, a powerful servant of our creator. We have a, a budding servant of our creator. We have an indigenous chosen beautiful, beautiful soul. One whose soul is owed to a That's fiend. <laughs> and another who serves a demon. <laughs> And you come here and ask me about a bird. But why are you so cautious about talking around him? Is he projecting messages to other people? Is he an agent for someone? Luthias is an ancient creature that we, those of us in our position, I have nothing more to say. Why not? I'm afraid that must be left to the fates. While they were speaking with the, the priest, mm -hmm. um, I was alone with uh, General Hoyson. Mm -hmm. 
and see if we could both commune together with Joroth. He's eager to. Yes, you would get you find yourself again in that dusty ashen plain, uh, highlighted with uh, glowing blue stones and a sky full of stars. Uh, we would like to ask Joroth um, if he knows anything about this chaos being that has uh, plagued the city. Kill it! Done. If just us two dwarves are unable to follow your task, is there anything that you may may be able to aid us with? When you first arrived, you saw that both you and the general were there. As you ask this question, the general is gone. It's just you. And you hear, of course, Jara's lovely voice. We shall cannot be trusted. And you'll find yourself back in the room with this. Despite Kadim's best efforts, the Diviner keeps his secrets. While Mivi learns that he cannot trust the ally that he has been sent to rescue. Next time on Oppressed by Sun, our heroes will attempt to expose the Baron as an agent of chaos. What consequences shall befall them? Tune in next time to find out. As always, thanks for listening. See ya.